Welcome to the My Crazy Office podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls At Work, Kathy Elster and Catherine Crowley. They're committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Catherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Catherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. So we're going to do it a little differently today because uh, one of our listeners, and we thank her so much, sent us a question. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, a, it, you know, I'm not going to tell you her story, but I thought her story was really interesting. But anyway, her question is, um, how do you go from a negative from the negative effects of a toxic work environment and then move towards thriving in a new job. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's happens to everyone where you end up, whether you quit your job or you end up leaving a toxic environment and you don't want to take that forward with you. You really want to have, um, you know, a new experience where yeah. you're thriving at your new job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can um, even be in a toxic environment and know it's time to leave. Yes. But have a hard time envisioning something that could be better. Right. You know, I currently have a client who's in that. He's in a toxic environment, and I'm trying to help him learn how to uh, interview about better. Mm-hmm. But he keeps getting caught in wanting to, you know, you can see his anger and his frustration Ooh. where he currently is. He can't even imagine yeah. it being any different because he's been in this environment for so long. Right. So there right. has to be a reckoning around this. Like, yeah. you know, right. not every place is going to be the same. Yes. So you got to do some work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just start with the inner work and then we'll yeah. go into Let's start. specific tactics. The inner work really has to do about repairing your confidence mm-hmm. and your sense of possibility. Because right. whether it's a boss that feels threatened by you or a coworker who's stabbing you in the back or just a place that never gives you any credit or where everyone just finds fault or they work you like a dog, any mm-hmm. of those things over time is going to do a number on your psyche. Right. And so uh, part of this... And we often talk about in working with you is killing me and in working for you isn't working for me, how important it is to restore your energy, how to do things that help you literally feel just a little bit better so that you can take actions on your own behalf. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to start with that, which is you know maybe something outside of work you can do that's going to help your energy level and help your confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have to begin the healing process, what you're saying, before you even uh, can begin to have it be different. On the outside, you got to check, work on your inside. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think you have to make a list of, well, what went wrong here? Like, what is it I'm never going to put up with again? You know, a boss who's micromanaging or a boss who's, um, you know, puts me down in front Mm -hmm. of other people um, or finds fault with everything I do or, you know, it's just mean. There's so many things that go wrong. (laughs) But what is it in your experience that you never want to... Uh, experience again. So yes. it's important to make that kind of list. And there's also the opposite list is, well, what did you learn that you want, you know, going right. forward? Yeah. Right. What is it? And because you've got to learn to look for it. So you're out there and you're interviewing and, you know, everybody's on their best behavior. You may not see it, but 
you know, you can do a lot of research and you can talk to ex-employees. There's lots of ways you can find out, you know, what the workplace that you are want to work in, what it really is like. Yeah. But you first have to start with knowing what it is you want and you mm. don't want. And right. I have a specific suggestion mm-hmm. involving one of our books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> worse. I'm sure it's in there somewhere. <laughs> well, actually, I often will suggest on our website, you can go to Working With You Is Killing Me and download the free chapter, mm-hmm. which is Corporate Culture. Is this mm-hmm. the right fit? Mm-hmm. And that assessment allows you to first assess the current work environment you're in, but also, to your point, Kathy, assess you. What's the environment that's best for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that would give you a profile of what you want to be looking for going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I always keep in mind because many people say to me, well, you know, it's, it's, there's a hierarchy here or there's competitiveness. And I have to say to them, listen, that's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you're going to find that. And also you may find the perfect job in, a, in an organization that seems pretty good to you. Yeah. And then new leadership comes in and it, and it changes. changes. Or one bad apple comes in and it changes. I mean, things happen. Yeah. So, you know, this is an ongoing process of you also understanding, well, how can I deal better Yes. in an environment that maybe isn't perfect, but certainly better than what I came from. Yes. So, you mm-hmm. you know, so, so that's also, I think, part of the internal work, like, is how yeah. do you learn how to deal with a micromanager or how to deal with the insulting manager. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe there are things you could have done better. Absolutely. So that kind of work is also, I think, very important. And that's a lot of what I do in executive coaching. We talk yeah. about, well, you know, okay, so that happened to you, but what did you do? And yeah. what are you continuing to do? Um, and, you know, people find that, okay, well, you know what? I could have done that better. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Even if what you did was, you know, quote, the right thing, which maybe you, st- you stood up for yourself mm-hmm. or you spoke up and that re- led to your termination, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is not a great experience. Uh, part of it is just really determining, w- did you, were you reading the writing on the wall? You know, mm-hmm. were you clear about these are the terms of engagement here? Mm-hmm. And so f- if you're, if it's important to stand up, which it may be, then are you willing to leave? Is right. that the right thing for you? Yeah. So sometimes you do have to leave. I mean, Mm -hmm. sometimes the situation is not tolerable and Mm -hmm. it's not healthy for you. And I don't, we don't, no one here wants you to Mm. be in a toxic environment that that will hurt your health or just be so bad for you. Mm -hmm. But you know, you're going to run into something similar to it again. So it's important to know how to manage. Yeah. I think the thing that's so interesting that very often we'll hear people say is I don't like the politics of work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think, what you're saying, Kathy, is politics will be wherever you go. Wherever yeah. you go, there they are. Right. <laughs> in some form. You just have to decide if the way they transpire in the new place works is okay for you, tolerable for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, maybe in that case we have to look for a position that has is not that affected by politics, but you never know. Things could change and it could become political. Oh yeah. You don't know, but maybe just to understand how to play politics in a way that isn't offensive to you. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure what's offensive is watching people play it all, you know, in a, in a way that's offensive, you know, I don't know what that is, but, uh, you know, maybe there are 
their cons. Maybe they lie to get what they want. Maybe they throw other people under the bus to get what they want. There's another way of doing it. You know, there's a way of maybe coming into the office a little earlier and, you know, maybe stepping it up a little bit so that actually you're being political, but mm-hmm. in a constructive way that doesn't offend you or anybody around you. Right, right. So th- this all just has to be, I think, um, thought through for each one of you in what's going to work for you. But um, you're going to run into, you, you just are. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not your family. And for some families, <laughs> people, <laughs> their family is worse. But, right. you know, you don't choose the people you're going to work with. You enter a company and there's, you know, from what, 10 to 10,000 people working in that company. Yeah, and that's right. You're going to meet all kinds. So you're going to run into things that you're probably not going to like. So there's a certain amount of tolerance, I think, that we each have to learn how to cope with. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I also think one of the things you can do is speak to your friends who seem, Mm -hmm. maybe they're working in a job they seem quite happy Mm -hmm. with, but you could say, it seems like you really enjoy it. What are the politics there? Just give me a sense, you know, so Mm -hmm. that you get a sense of other ways that perhaps you, people have to navigate but that could be more tolerable for you. Yeah. Right. And I've seen situations where people have been in very political companies, but they had a really good boss. Yeah. They had a boss that protected them and, you know, did well by them, whatever that is, gave mm-hmm. them promotions or gave them salary increases and mm-hmm. gave them good work mm-hmm. and compliments. So they did well. So it's also understanding that we've got to figure out for each one of you what what is going to make you happy? Right. You know, what's the right situation for you? Come up right. with a plan. Yeah. And of course, I'm always thinking self-employment is an option <laughs> for people. It is an option. Not yeah. everybody. But now that you've all had a taste of working from home, you yeah. know, th- it's, it's true. possible. Yeah. You, you get a greater understanding that, okay, you know, maybe I could be self-employed. You know, you have to bring in the business. Mm-hmm. But of course, everything bad that happens... It's up to you. Like, you, know, you. It's all on you. You yeah. can't point to the micromanaging boss. And right. Yeah. Political right. environment. Yeah. So I'm looking, I'm listening and thinking this is a real process, what yeah. we're talking about. Mm-hmm. This is like going on a journey. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's going to have different stages. There'll be some basic recovery we're talking about and then some inventory taking, right? Making right. a list of what you want, what you don't want. And then some checking out of different corporate corporate cultures, making sure that the places that you are interviewing at, that you have an understanding of the inner workings of that company. As best you can. As best you can. I would try to do this w- with somebody. I think it's a difficult thing to do on your own to I figure agree. this out. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you have a lot of time. But maybe you have a friend who's been through it that's willing yeah. uh, to help you or maybe mentor yeah a mentor or just somebody in your community that, that that's willing to talk you through this or, or somebody like an executive, executive coach, coach or or a therapist can help you through this somebody who's been through it yeah um because i it's difficult to uh, see it for yourself, I think. Yeah. I'll also say something that I've discovered a few times in working with people is that if they're really injured from their current mm-hmm. situation, they literally can't, don't have the wherewithal mm-hmm. to move forward. Mm-hmm. So I say that because it's just important to appreciate that you may have gone through something significant. And if that's the case, it you're going to need to address it. <laughs> right, right. It's just going to be too scary to face another, you know, yeah, that's right. Uh, search. And it may take time. It may also. take some time. 
Yeah, you've got to work on those reactions. So mm-hmm. if you're very angry, mm-hmm. you know, anger takes a while to yeah. dispel. Um, you, know, you can go to the gym a lot, but it, it still may take a couple of months to really go mm-hmm. away. Right. Or resentment, that's another big one I see people are, you know, and then they hold on to it. Yeah. And I think it's important in order to thrive in your next workplace, I think you really have to let go yes. of what happened. Um and I'm not talking about let it go like it didn't happen or <laughs> that you're forgiving everybody. Right. right. It's a process too. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm just saying let it go, which is something to trust in yourself that you won't allow it to happen again. Yeah. That you now have the tools and that you know how to handle it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but so I don't think you can thrive without that time period. Yeah. Right. Of you don't want to go into a new interview bitter and right. bad mouthing <laughs> the right. company or all the people because you didn't take the time to to heal from it. So this one particular guy who I'm helping, he he told me about a really bad interview he had, which he acknowledges. And whatever he asked, he kept going back to this one story. And then <laughs> the guy finally, the interviewer finally said to him, "Is that the only thing you ever did? Was this one awful thing?" Yeah. And he realized he had blown it. But yeah. you see, that's what anger and resentment will do. It's unprocessed. Like, you know, right? Yeah. Unprocessed. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, he learned a big lesson from that one. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he never has to interview with that guy <laughs> again. It's embarrassing. Right. Um, so, I mean, I hope people are understanding if you're in this situation and you've probably have been at one point or another been in yeah. a situation like this, or maybe you've had a, an incredible career where you've had really great jobs and really great bosses, um, but now all of a sudden you're facing something like this. Yeah. You know, it's part of work life. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And there's growth available. It's just, it's not an easy trip, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I hate to, I don't want to sound too woo woo, but I think, you know, (laughs) when one of these situations is in your path, I think there, there's probably some growth that, you know, opportunity here, which is to grow and to learn something about yourself. I know we've learned Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Through our experiences, you know, you well, we've had many. I mean, I've learned to be grateful in a way to some of oh, them. Oh my Lord! Yeah, be- because um, I mean, they've certainly made me a lot tougher. Yeah, a lot less gullible. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I don't think there's any more resentment or anger. What do you think? Uh, well, I think we've helped each other process quite a bit of it. <laughs> so no, I don't think so. But it's also we had to go through like being really ticked off, maybe or hurt or disappointed mm-hmm. with, let's say, a big client who either I don't know, not paying could be one of those situations no. where you're like chasing down the check, and it's yeah. painful. Um, but to get to the point and say, no, never again, never again, then all of a sudden you're being treated wonderfully by the next new client because you're insisting on a certain way. Right. Yeah, we have pretty tough boundaries now on, you know, either you follow the way we want you to work with us or don't because yeah. we've been through, we've had enough people that have um, treated us poorly. But I also right. think, uh, I'm trying to think of a good story, like... I remember we wrote the proposal for working with you. It was killing me. Yeah. And it later went on to be t- used as in a college as the perfect um, uh, proposal. Mm-hmm. But before that happened, <laughs> before it got into the hands of the right person, yeah. 
uh, we had agents, actually, they would come here to meet with us, and one made Catherine cry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She ripped it to shreds. She wanted it rewritten, and she just kept, no, that wasn't her. So that was bad. And then another one came here, and she was walking around the room, and she kept saying, what is this about? Yeah, what I remember that. What is this about? And meanwhile, everyone else who read it knew exactly what it was about. This woman just didn't get it. And that was that was quite an upsetting meeting. Uh, and then wow. it finally landed in the hands of you know who our agent was elaine markson um and she was magical and elaine just said i i couldn't put this down when she immediately got it yeah she just totally got it so and the one who said that by the way what is this about maybe she just kept saying (laughs) she's like one of the most famous editors yeah Uh, i'm sorry book agents yeah i mean like a really top agent and Everyone like you say her name and people just loved her and I thought what? Yeah, <laughs> it was so mean to us. But anyway, yeah. Um, and then of course we've had you know uh, a couple of editors that were special. Yeah, but that's so the anyway. thing that's so interesting is then going back to the employment idea for those of you who yeah. are in jobs. What happens is when you leave the place that doesn't work for you, and in our case we did in each. Yes, you did. Situations say we're getting out of here and let's, and we knew, for example, with Elaine that this is the perfect person to work with. So, in a way, she was our boss. Mm -hmm. But it took, we had to go through the process. Yeah, I think we had to learn. I don't know that we would have appreciated her Mm -mm. if we hadn't seen what other agents were like. We, Mm -mm. I, I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. Well, you need something to compare and contrast, right? Yeah, to right. Know what's right and what's wrong. Which is the other piece that you have to be willing to get out there. I mean, we're talking mm. about taking an inventory and figuring things out, but then you have to be willing to go out and put, you know, throw your hat in the ring, so to speak. Right. Apply, network, right. ask people for connections, um, which can be difficult again if you're not feeling. Uh, it, like you're playing at your top game or you're really feeling angry and resentful or hurt from your current situation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's part of, it's part of your, your work career, I think is mm-hmm. to yeah. experience a lot of this. I don't know that you can really escape it unless you work in a very tiny company for the same person for many years. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, you're going to experience and the workplace is very transitional yeah. in many industries. So, you know, you're going to go through stuff. Yeah. Um, um, it's really best to learn how to move through it and mm-hmm. how to process it quickly. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the more you go through it, actually, the quicker you are to pick up right. what, mm-hmm. what is actually happening. And, you know, you would know to leave or stay very quickly. Right. Um, so it's important to understand what does work for you and what doesn't work for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So That's... I hope this is useful. <laughs> So that's it. Um, that's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, tweet us at SK2. Also follow us on Instagram at My Crazy Office. If you want to receive our weekly podcast email, text us at 228-28 and type in My Crazy Office. That's all one word, My Crazy Office at 228-28. Finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at mycrazyoffice.co. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.